friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Read with me, Ray. And me, Dr. K. This is season 35, episode 8, Live and Let Die. Um, and we're going to start with the state of the house. So what's going on when we return after last week's purgatory, during which, who gets sent home? Tori. Tori, Yes versus by Anna, Jenna was not mm-hmm. checked out as we have all learned and seen demonstrated Barbie beast. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we start off with Kyle in a talking head, uh, saying that he doesn't really understand why everyone is trying to go into purgatory. Cause he's certainly not trying to go there. Yeah. That was so silly. Like I think he, he's trying to make the, um, the point he's like, you don't want to go too soon. You don't want to go too late. I'm like, there, there is no too soon. <laughs> like there is, there is only too late, Kyle. But okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be kicking themselves in the ass within the next week or two, uh, when they realize they've run out of opportunities. Yeah, especially since we'll talk about this a little bit later. But especially since the reason for the so-called double elimination this week is because TJ didn't have enough people to run his final. Like maybe they did some math. Yeah. Like we're not going to, we're not going to have enough people. So we need to start doing double eliminations now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And then we, we move over to the Holy Trinity who is celebrating and they're very excited about Jenna's win. I like them. I like their alliance. They're like, they seem really down for each other, which you don't get a lot in the challenge houses. Like usually people are, you know, on your side one day and then not the next, but they seem to be genuinely friends and genuinely have each other's backs. Then we have a montage of Jordan training. Yeah. And he is basically just, saying how now that Tori's gone, he doesn't have to be likable anymore. And I was like, oh, Jordan. Uh, Was he likable before? (laughs) Absolutely not. He's like, I have to watch what I say now. Did he do that before? (laughs) Absolutely not. So I was just like, I really think Jordan does not understand how he talks to people. If he thinks that not being an asshole and watching what he says, if that's something that he hasn't, He has been doing. He has been doing, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Which he has not (laughs) at all. Mm. And at the same time, everyone else is talking about how they get rid of Jordan. Yeah. Without Tori, you're just that guy in the corner who's yelling at everyone and pissing them off. And I do want to talk about that later on, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Kayla and Bear keep kissing, keep hugging, keep flirting. They seem well and truly in their honeymoon phase. So good <laughs> so for them. Quickly. They've, they've given all... up all pretense about caring about their partners at home. <laughs> yeah, well, more power to them. Yeah. Mm. And then we have Nelson, who is also training. He has a boxing montage. He does a series of cat cows. He also goes into puppy dog pose. 
Yeah, he's doing it all. He's boxing, he's yoga he's stretching. He should be reading a book. <laughs> he should be taking an acting class. He should be practicing his lines that he's going to say later this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in what has turned out to be one of the shortest, you know, state of the houses ever, we, we arrive at the mission after only six minutes. Thank God, because the past two episodes have been fucking torture. Belabored. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so now we move into the breakdown, which is when we talk about all the action that happened during this episode. So we'll start with the mission. And this week's mission was called Decontamination. It was an individual mission. And the so there's a giant room filled with foam that the challengers have to run through um, at the back of which is like a clear wall um, that faces a panel of flashing lights. And they have to memorize this sequence of what seems to be about like 20, maybe 15 colors um, Mm -hmm. and then run back out of the foam room and stack um, colored discs on a ring in that order. Yeah. And the fastest, um, they're going to do the fastest man and woman for each round. And then the fastest overall will be the winners and make up two thirds of the tribunal. Correct. So Tej reminds us that this is a guy's elimination week and he lets it be known, as we said up top, that it is a double elimination week. Um, And because of that double elimination, the House will now vote for two folks and the tribunal will select four to go into interrogation. So that's that will actually occupy a majority of the the males in the House as either um, purgatory contestants or interrogation interrogees interrogators and interrogatees there we go is that it yes that's the one i'm looking for (laughs) (laughs) so we start um this decontamination challenge and in round one we have josh maddie swaggy casey west jenny and corey and i'm wondering if swaggy's photographic memory will actually activate this week Spoiler alert, <laughs> it doesn't. If, if one were to have a photographic memory, this would be the context in which to use it. But I notice he doesn't mention it, or at least it doesn't get um, highlighted in his talking head, because by this point, we know it's not true. <laughs> right. It does not exist. Um, Corey decides that part of his strategy would be to write the letters in the foam on the window. Or write the colors. the colors. He's doing like like a mnemonic, or like you know when you scribble something, even if it's just like with your finger on your hand, okay. it like helps you remember it better. So I think that he was just doing that to like be able to remember a longer sequence of colors. If you say so, because that also didn't help. <laughs> uh, and then we find out that. Corey part another part of Corey's strategy is that he Maddie and Swaggy have teamed up 
to memorize specific parts of the sequence. And this, this whole, like this, this team up and all the team ups that follow doesn't really make any sense to me at all. Like I understand the purpose of teaming up to like double check yourself against other people on your team, but because the sequence, like you have to stand there anyway and watch all of the sequence to get to whether it be the middle part or the end part. And so I feel like you would accomplish the same thing doing it by yourself than you would working well, in think, a group of three. I think the way the, the round one team did it, the round one alliance did it, was not very smart. Um, I believe, I think it was the folks in round two or maybe the ones in round three. Actually, I think it was round two. What they did was they only worked on one person's um, tower. Okay. So that makes sense because you're all working on one thing as opposed to doing your own while also communicating the ones that you memorized to your partner so they can build it on theirs and then you can re-communicate the piece that you learned to the rest of your partners. <laughs> so, which is what happened in round three, everybody got fucking confused. Yeah. Um, um, so back to round one, Wes decides to work by himself because he knows he's better than everybody else there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Wes and Maddie finish first. Yeah. A weird thing about this round also, Wes finishes quite a bit before anyone else in this round does, but he calls for a check and then like three other people call for a check after him and they're all wrong. And I'm like, you do you not see his tower right there? Why are you not checking? against uh, someone who's already gotten it right before they're, they you raise all, your hand. They're all dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Jenny was the one of the people who called immediately after Wes was, Wes was checked. Yeah. And she would move one of them and ask for another check. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Mm. So, so anyway. To round two, we have D, Rogan, Jenna, Fessy, Melissa, Nelson, and Bailey. Um, and so then we get, we see Rogan and D working together <laughs> in this or round. Or rather, D is working for Rogan. Again, I don't understand the nature of their collaboration. Um, it just seems like they're both doing the same thing, but they're just like talking to each other, which if there were to be a way to work in teams in this mission that would be how i would see it um, yeah i think they they are the ones who actually they stopped working like building separate towers and just started building one tower yeah uh, um, so <laughs> the greatest great. part of this round is <laughs> nelson disappearing in the foam and almost dying and the Whoa. best part is the the rest of the contestants are, are watching everything. So as they're watching, they're noticing they've actually seen everyone go in and go out several times. Mm -hmm. No one has seen Nelson. <laughs> no one has seen Nelson. No one has heard from Nelson. And so they're inquiring, where's Nelson? What has happened? Um, I also love that production keeps cutting to... <laughs> to clips of Nelson inside the foam and he's actively choking and coughing 
and unable to find his way out. Well, as go ahead. Oh, I was going to say at first I thought, Oh, Nelson's being really ambitious and he's going to stand there the whole time to really try hard to memorize the entire sequence so that he only has to do one trip. And that's why he's not moving because in the clips that I saw, Nelson ain't smart enough for that. In the clips I saw every time they cut to him, he was just standing by the glass still. Um, eventually he does come out and he claims that this was a strategy of his wherein he would like wait it out until other people had gotten like their puzzles almost completed or partially completed and then copy them. And Bullshit. You could have done that standing outside the foam. <laughs> like, you didn't need to be in the foam pit doing that, Nelson. So if that was your strategy, it's the stupidest possible way that you could execute that strategy. <laughs> it's, I, it's either bullshit or it's either really, really dumb. I vote for really, really dumb. Uh, what an idiot. Um, so in the end, Fessy and D win this round. Um, Wait, but before that, I oh. I just love that the um, that the other contestants are like, when y'all go back in, in addition to memorizing <laughs> colors, can you see if Nelson is okay? <laughs> Someone check on Nelson. <sighs> oh, that brought me so much joy. Sorry, okay. go ahead. No so, yeah, Fessy and D win. Round three begins, and in this round we have Jordan, Kayla, Nani, Kyle, Anissa, Johnny, Big T, and Bear. And so the teammate, the, the, the people working together during this round are Anissa, Bear, Kayla, and Nani. And it's right. a disaster. <laughs> yeah, and their thought was that they're going to help Kayla to get into the tribunal so that she can save Bear. And yeah, as Ree says, this is a fucking disaster. From the from the first the first time they come out with their first set of colors, they have already fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, My favorite Nani's like, this is so disorganized. <laughs> uh, they they were a mess. They were an absolute mess. So and then we cut to Johnny who, so he runs in when, when the whistle gets blown initially, comes back out, starts stacking. And when everyone else starts to run back towards the foam, Johnny stands there staring off into the distance. And I thought, oh, Johnny's waiting for other people to complete their puzzles so that he can copy them. I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> he was doing because he was just staring as if he looked like he was uh, doing math in his head. Yeah, you know he looked like look? he was seeing something. <laughs> yeah, off in the distance. Maybe he saw a ghost. Maybe he <laughs> saw Nelson's spirit that was lost, lost in the, in the foam. foam. <laughs> I don't know, but I had no clue what he was doing. And then when he all of a sudden just started, he starts moving again. Colors, and then asks for a check. I'm like. What sorcery is this? <laughs> <laughs> what witchcraft? He's a witch. What is happening? He's a witch. <laughs> Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. <laughs> mm. And, you know, Teach says he got it right. 
everyone else in the, um, all the other contestants are amazed and so am I, because I did not understand what the fuck was happening. <laughs> Turns out Johnny could actually see the reflection of the lights from where he was standing. Yeah. So more power to him to figure for figuring that out and that he didn't have to run back and forth um, to be able to complete his tower. Yeah. And also Big T was the, the woman who finished first in that round. So we have our six folks, Johnny, Big T, D, Fessy, Maddie, and Wes are the six who have won from each round. And we learned that Big T and Maddie were the fastest. And that made me chuckle because, uh-huh, D, you still suck. <laughs> And Wes and Johnny were the top guys with the fastest times. And Maddie and Wes pull out the win. So they get to choose their third tribunal member. And Wes somehow convinces Maddie to choose Johnny. We didn't really get to hear their discussion, which is unusual because typically we get to hear their discussion. I figure Maddie was just along for the ride. Like, it's yeah. not her week. Like, who is she? And I don't think she has any strong, like, alliances with guys in the house. True. But she was also talking about how she was going to be making moves if she got into the tribunal. So <laughs> none of that happened. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> So long story short, they select Johnny and this kind of confirms for many of the other contestants who had already suspected that there is an alliance at foot between these two uh, OG players. Heads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you have, what did you like about this? Uh, this challenge, what would you have changed? Hmm. I really love memory games and challenges. I think they're fun. Um, they're fun to watch, at least for me. Um, I think one thing that, one element that could have been added to maybe make it a little bit more difficult was that you're only able to enter the foam like a set number of times. Mm. So maybe like you can only go in three times and that's all you get. Um, to make people be a little bit more thoughtful about how they're going to memorize the yeah. sequence. Um, I, I thought the idea, like the foam aspect, I thought was just silly, but in a mm -hmm. way that was very amusing for me to just like see grown men and women in like full like hazmat <laughs> suits running in and out of this room of foam and then they would come out and they would have like foam like topped on their head or like stuck to their shoulders or on their faces so and then it seemed like maybe the foam smelled bad or something yeah I was like is that is it not just soap I didn't understand that. I kind of feel like maybe they put like some weird scent in there to like throw them off yeah what about you what we've changed so I would have done two things. One, I would have added a maze component mm. so that they would have had to make their way through the foam as well as through a maze that had a couple of dead ends. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I would have done is I would have added lights pulsing, um, colored lights pulsing from the ceiling in a different combination. Oh my God. <laughs> 
This is like mentally scramble them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not that many of them need more mental scrambling, but very true. Oh, that would be cool. I like the maze thing. I think the flashing lights is just like really evil. <laughs> <laughs> no less evil just like than them than making them go into ice cold water in the winter and dropping blocks of ice <laughs> in it. Still Very considerably true. milder than that. <laughs> I agree. Um, all right, so folks head back to the house um, and we get to see how people start their machinations to either get themselves thrown in or protect themselves, um, mostly during the house vote. And we have Nelson um, on his apology tour. <laughs> his first stop is Kayla and Anissa. Um, he apologizes to Kayla. He reiterates his apology to Anissa and tries Did to... Did he apologize, though? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he said something about, like, how he took it too far. He definitely apologized. And in, in Kayla's talking head, she was like, the fuck? Uh, I don't remember him apologizing. I just remember him being like, oh, don't, don't, let's not let emotions take, make the, uh, I never remember these fucking terms. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, yeah, don't let your emotions make your decisions. Let's say that's the thing. Um, That's what I remember. And I'm like, oh, so you can get emotional, but other people can't. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and it was so um, fake. And I know Anissa and Kayla saw right through it. Um, For sure. And then we we get to the house vote. Um, And so Jordan suggests they do two rounds of voting, which they do. Um, And this is one of my favorite moments of the episode, where Fessy basically says, like, hey... If you're going to say my name and that's what you have to do for your game, cool. But just know that I'm going to come back. (laughs) And just like his like big dick energy in that moment, I found very, very not inspired. I just like, I liked it. I was like, he's just being Mm -hmm. straight up. Like he's not being cocky. Like he's just knows that he's a great athletic competitor and that Mm -hmm. if they are going to put him in, he's coming back. So someone's getting, someone else is getting sent home. Right. So most of the votes do go to Fessy. Yeah. Um, except for Josh, Josh and Anissa who vote for Nelson because of his craptastic behavior. <laughs> and then we get to round two. <laughs> and things get a little bit more interesting. Um, and so I think first was Bear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bear first votes for Nelson because, um, of the shit he said to Kayla and also just him being all around an unlikable person. Jordan, I think in his heart of hearts wants to vote for Nelson, but because they made like a verbal agreement that they wouldn't say each other's name, um, he ends up you know, burning his vote on himself. Um, right. And then he is That followed. immediately ca- like causes a bunch of people to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Nelson made a deal with you? 
about not saying your name. Interesting. And then yeah. Kyle, I think, I mean, Jordan planted the seal, the seed, but Kyle, like, unintentionally, got, unintentionally. And then Kyle really got the ball rolling. And I know I'm mixing metaphors here. But <laughs> <laughs> then Kyle's like, oh, so, I mean, you told me you wouldn't say my name either, but it seems like you've said that to several people. So how is it possible that you can't, you won't say my name at some point if you promised everyone the same thing and then so kyle votes and nelson's Nelson's. like no i didn't (laughs) cut to nelson and kyle (laughs) whispering in a corner (laughs) talking game and then the same thing happens with slaggy and then the same thing happens with josh and then the same thing happens with melissa and the same thing happens with Big T. And so in the midst of all this, Nelson's trying to defend himself by saying that he didn't promise that he was going to take or carry anyone to the final. And no That's one not is saying, at all what anyone is saying. <laughs> no one is saying that. <laughs> and Jordan is trying to, in, in what I would consider polite for him, to get very polite for Jordan. Nelson's head that if you tell everyone that you won't say their name, then that's not a real promise that you can keep because eventually you're going to have to say someone's name. Um, and uh, and Nelson pulls what I like to call a Karen by saying to Jordan, "You don't need to raise your voice at me." <laughs> Why are you yelling? Why are you even talking right now? Um, The same shit he did with Kayla when she was defending what's uh, Jenna last week. And when he actually raised his voice and started yelling rude things to her. Yeah. Um, And then, so, I mean, it ends up that Nelson's going in, which we all knew, but maybe Nelson was caught off guard. So Nelson claims that... All of this is Kyle's fault. And uh, during their night out at the bar, um, he's having a conversation with Melissa about how Kyle is a snake and Kyle threw him under the bus and all of this. And Melissa's not agreeing with him. Melissa's just listening to him and trying to uh, reason with him. But... Yeah, and I think Melissa's also like, you know, she's not saying anything so that she can see how much he'll tell her, how much he'll say yeah. to her. Um, so I think she very wisely keeps her true feelings to herself because she wants to suss him out. And right. surprise, surprise, he's a dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they try to start a fight. And the best part of the fight is probably when Melissa, who apparently is like very close with Kyle, and based on their accents, I would wager a guess that they're from, like, the same town or city in the UK. Um, I, I'm not sure. I do know that there is a little bit of a history, something about an affair or cheating. Like, they cheated with each other on oh. respect, something like that. I don't really remember. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't really watch their show, so... I'm just picking, I'm just remembering bits of pe- bits and pieces from their first appearance on the challenge, which was like maybe three seasons ago. Mm. I just love that they talk the same, but Melissa, yeah, um, steps in to 
drag Nelson for filth with just like yes. the best like I, I there's something about when like British people curse it just sounds like so much better it's like a yeah, little because bit it's sharper so polite <laughs> it sounds polite but it's so not <laughs> it's like how you want all of your shade to be yeah like was that an insult and then I couldn't the, tell because of your accent. And then the icing on the cake is that Nelson is confused because he thought Melissa was somehow on his side because she was listening to him trash talk Kyle earlier in the night. And it's just like, oh my God, could you be any more like inept? Nope. He, no, he can't at all. <laughs> Big T gets uh, wasted. <laughs> oh, she, yeah, shit faced. So everybody's trying to go to bed. This and is crazy to me. She's she's talking about how like people told her she needed to um, toughen up. She needed to toughen up, and now she's a she's a fucking savage. <laughs> and as she's explaining this, she's tossing her shit all over the room. And I just love that Johnny Johnny is like, well, savages are tidy and neat as he's picking up stuff after her. Yeah. And then trying he's like, to where should we put your savage coat? Tries <laughs> to hang it on the bed. And then so she finally like gets into her her night gear, her nightwear. Yeah. And gets and, up on her top bunk. Yeah, and she's getting progressively more and more rowdy. And I don't understand, like, my emotions are not, like, swinging on a pendulum when I'm drunk. I'm not one minute joking and then the next minute in a rage. So I well, it seems like she was, she was this close to actually going to bed. Yeah. And Jenny made a comment telling her that she broke the mattress. Yeah. And as soon as Jenny says that, Big T, like, sits up fires some curse words at Jenny and then leaps <laughs> off of the bed, off of the top bunk, lands like a sumo wrestler <laughs> <laughs> on the ground and like perfectly over this chair that she has set up yeah, in front of her bed and starts like trying to head over to where Jenny is to well, attack her. So I rewatched the scene <laughs> because it was the highlight of the episode for me. Yeah. And she, I don't know where she go, was going, but she wasn't going towards Jenny's bunk because Jenny was directly across from her across from on her. the top bunk. Mm -hmm. And when she gets out of the bed, she's storming as if she's going like out of the room, but the camera guy was in her way and she kind of bumps into the, <laughs> into the camera guy. <laughs> So I don't know where she was going or what her motivation was in that moment, but she was pissed that she had been told that she broke the mattress. And she she was like, okay, maybe she was going to go sleep on the couch. You know, drunk people... No, no drunk people have no reason. <laughs> exactly. Reasoning exactly. at all. So at some point, she gets back up on her bunk, and as she's sitting there... Bessie notices that she's dripping blood all over the entrance to his bed, which is directly beneath her. And she's so drunk that she doesn't feel any of this. She doesn't feel what she's done to her foot. Yeah. She doesn't feel like the blood dripping, nothing. So they convince her 
to get out of the bed. The boys <laughs> very sweetly try to nurse her back to health. And I mean, Big T in this moment is hilarious. She's first. First, she says, she goes, um, "The sight of blood makes me." Makes me a little bit fainty. As she, as she gingerly leans back onto a pillow that they've placed behind her to prop her up. So then, then they start putting like cotton pads to stem the flow of blood from her toe. And someone asks for fresh cotton pads, and she just, you know, jerks them. She goes, "Fresh cotton fresh pads." Cotton pads. <laughs> And then, and then the producers mention the word hospital, and she goes, I have to go to hospital? <laughs> it's not like going to fall off. And just, her reactions are so funny that she had me in oh, stitches. Oh, it was great. I was laughing so hard during <laughs> that entire scene that I could not breathe. Oh. Like, I, I fucking couldn't breathe. I was... I was in stitches. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> she winds up with three <laughs> in her foot, not in her side. But um, yeah. yeah, that was it. Was, was great. After that bit of comic relief, <laughs> we're back. We're in the tribunal. Um, yes. And so Johnny tells us up front that he knows for a fact that he's not going in. And Wes is still considering it at this point. Mm -hmm. And then they start talking about who they're going to bring in for interrogation. And Jordan is the first name that comes to everyone's minds. Mm -hmm. um, they burn a vote on Kyle. And then they discuss, um, send, you know, making... And then they discuss um, who would be better for that third spot, Bear or Corey. Or Bear but and four, Corey. They get to bring four this time, so they're just going to take both of them. Yeah. So just a little bit of context for you. So Bear actually sent Wes home last season. Oh, yeah. When Josh blindsided uh, Wes, which is why Wes thinks they have a Where Josh rivalry, thinks. Which, sorry. Which is why Josh thinks we got to get it right. Because rivalry. Josh will have you out here delusional. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And then Johnny, on the other hand, is still really pissed that several seasons ago, it must have been between five or seven seasons now, it's been quite a while. Corey pulled a Johnny type gameplay to get Johnny sent home early. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he was in the third or fourth round of eliminations of the season. And it was a shock to everyone, including Johnny. Um, and just another example of how Johnny can dish it, but he can't take it. Because it's a type of move that Johnny typically pulls all the time, and it got pulled on him. Yeah. So he's still holding on to that grudge. Yeah. So in the end, they put up those four names. And then so the whole house, of course, comes to look at the list that they've put out. And Josh, Josh is shocked that his name isn't up there. Because no one else is. And, and I quote him because of the fact that Wes is in there as, as a member of their tribunal. But he seems to have forgotten about two weeks ago, or two episodes ago, when Wes told him that his, he would never bother putting 
Kyle or putting Josh in. Like Josh is not a target for him because he's no challenge for him. Wes uh, basically gave Josh a Mariah Carey. He couldn't have spelled it out any <laughs> more clearly, but Josh is still smoking the Kool-Aid. No, you don't smoke the Kool-Aid. You drink the Kool-Aid. You drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so we move on to the interrogations. There is very, very nervous. And I love how in his talking head, he's like, I can't understand why anyone would put me up. Like, I'm a pleasure to be around. (laughs) (laughs) He's an idiot. Yeah. And then Wes, in true fashion, completely bitch slaps Kyle in the same manner and tone of which he did Josh a couple of episodes ago that uh, Ray just mentioned. And it was great. So great that Kyle, Kyle, during this, like you can see his eyes just get wider. And then he goes, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns to Johnny and basically whispers, help, help me, help, help, Johnny. Peace, uh. <laughs> um, and then Jordan's fine being a member of the tribunal, or sorry, being brought up for interrogation because he wants to go in. So he says, you know, Wes confirms, he's like, just so I understand you correctly, you want to be put in. And um, Jordan says, yes, which at this point I started thinking, oh my God, if Wes really hates Jordan as much as he says he does, wouldn't it be so petty if they don't put him in only because he wants to go in. Yeah, exactly. How amazing would that be? (laughs) Um, And then finally we get Corey in there who's just trying to like make alliances with everyone in the room to save himself. Um, Convincing Maddie that he'll help her because he's close with the Holy Trinity. I don't know if he actually convinces her, but he tries. Tries to. He lets it be known that he knows about the the Johnny and Wes alliance and he says he's happy to see them working together. Oh, yeah. And that he's hoping that he and Johnny can also move past their quote-unquote issues. And as I mentioned before, they don't really have issues besides Johnny being pissed that he got outplayed. Yeah. His pride is bruised. And Johnny reiterates that he doesn't know if he can trust Corey because of what Corey did many, many, many seasons ago. Hmm. So we get to purgatory again. Thank you. Thank you, Bebus, for making sure that all of these things are happening in a session. It's ideal. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. So we get another classic elimination game pole wrestle um it has a very similar setup to fireball mm-hmm. from two episodes ago i forget what the original name is uh but basically the players start in the center of a ring and they have um a pipe a metal pipe of some sort that they hold on to and the goal is to wrestle the pole out of the other person's hand. So everyone immediately recognizes what game it is. Um, So Johnny knows for a fact he's not changing his mind. Nope. Um, And 
we get TJ. TJ asks Fessy and Nelson to come down. And he inquires whether Johnny or Wes wants to go up against Fessy. And both of them say, fuck no. And, and I think the camera, I don't know what it was, but the way the camera was on Fessy this episode, it was the first time I noticed how big of a human he is. Yes. He's, he's just enormous. like this hulking mass yes. <laughs> of muscle. Yeah. So the tribunal then unanimously vote for Jordan. And, you know, Johnny claims it's because Jordan wants to go in. No, but they gave him that matchup because they want his ass to go home. Because they could right. put him up. But I think office. Wes was the only one to acknowledge, um, particularly in his talking head, that he considered the fact that Jordan would be at a severe disadvantage in this game. Yeah. Um, because of his hand. And Wes being one of the reasons that I love Wes, uh, he was just like, well, fuck that. He's a dick, so he's going in. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, he was honest. He considered it. And then he threw it out the window. Like, because... Remember that time you were sitting at the table and you fucking sausage in my face? Right. What now? Remember <laughs> that time you tried to slap me with that sausage? <laughs> Take your ass in there. <laughs> So it's going to be Jordan versus Fessy, which everyone is, everyone is excited about. Um, not because they think Fessy is going to immediately send Jordan home, but they know Jordan is a competitor yeah. and they, you know, they know that Jordan is really good at strategizing um, how to make his disadvantage an advantage for himself. Yeah. Um, and we saw this last season, and this was actually referenced um, in the episode where he was in a tug of war game against Josh. Josh, who is twice his size yep. with two hands, and Jordan won that tug of war. Look it up, folks, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Part, so, it, it in part relies on Josh being a, an idiot, but it was a great strategy nonetheless, and it's pretty impressive to see. Right. Um, so at this point, no one is counting Jordan out. Right. They for sure think he has something in his back pocket that he can strategize and, get, and gain an advantage in some way. So then we go to Nelson, and again, neither John or Wes, John, <laughs> and again, neither Johnny or Wes, volunteer to go in against Nelson and we have Wes and Maddie who vote for Bear. Johnny of course votes for Corey and I think that was pretty smart even though Johnny wasn't thinking about strategy he was just being really fucking petty but I think if it was me I would have thrown Corey in against Nelson because you want an alliance to go in and have to fight against each other yeah, to send each other home. No matter what happens, that alliance is now broken. Right. It's a win-win for the people that are still there because regardless of who comes back, 
they return with one less ally and one less vote on their side. Yeah. So I don't think they thought that one through very well. And we didn't really see much of the back behind the scenes of why they chose Bear in the end. Right. Everyone kept talking about it as if it was this like huge blind side for Bear. But who did they think they were going to choose if not it seemed like they had they the house was under the impression that someone else was going in and so i I wonder who that was and why bear thought it couldn't be him and no one else seemed to think that either right yeah i don't know what the rest of the house was thinking it was either gonna be it was either gonna be bear or Corey. yeah and i think once um once maddie voted for bear like it was over yeah yeah so so anyway, Fessy and Jordan are up first. As I mentioned before, everyone is like, really excited to see this because they want to see what's going to happen. Jordan is very worried because of his limitation, but he's still trying to strategize about how to hold, how to position himself, how to hold the, the pole. Um, and, you know, this just does not work out very well for Jordan. No, it's just, you know, leverage and size. Like, size. like Fessy, yeah. once, he, once he has leverage and strength, he has like the leverage of his own body weight plus yeah. his actual brute strength. Right. And so once he gets into a position- Plus grip. That's advantageous, plus grip to him. Like yeah. it's, Jordan really doesn't stand a chance and there's not much he can do. Um, so the right. first round he loses, the second round he actually gets slammed, or they kind of fall in a very awkward fall, way. But outside of the uh, outside of the ring, so outside it doesn't count. Yeah, but it ends up hurting Jordan's shoulder, mm-hmm. um, so that when they reset for um, the third round, you can yeah, see you can tell he's just out of it. It's 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 hurts pretty bad, and so Fessy ends yeah, up Yeah, he can't even he can't even lift his hand to to detach his uh his helmet. Yeah, it's like that thing. This happened to me actually. No one cares, but when I had to <laughs> lift my bed up, <laughs> carry my bed up three flights of stairs, like I hurt my arm in such a way that I could not lift it, like laterally up above my head like i could only yeah. go to like 45 degrees before it would start hurting it seemed like something similar happened to jordan yeah so this third round happens and it doesn't even last three seconds yeah as uh jordan has no grip he doesn't have any ability to rotate that shoulder um and fessy very easily pulls it out of his hand and tosses it out the ring mm-hmm so Fessy wins, but then he makes a comment about hurting people and he immediately drops a couple of notches on my list of challengers that I actually like because I did like him and now he's, he's fallen a few pegs because as we stated last time when somebody talked about hurting people, like that shit ain't cool. Yeah. Like it's a competition. It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. If you get hurt, because you're playing that's one thing if you're if you're getting hurt because people are intentionally trying to hurt you that's a different thing yeah and the thing is at least in this case like 
I think that tumble that they took outside of the ring, it, it didn't look intentional by any means. No, but, I don't think it did, but that yeah. comment just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, it was weird. I'm like, jury's still up, Bessie. Let's see what you have to say for yourself. Because he, he, he also, like, doesn't talk much. Sometimes I forget he's even in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so then before, just before we get to the next pole wrestle competition, uh, we see Josh and Swaggy C talking. Or actually, I don't even think Josh was in the conversation. I think Swaggy C was just chatting with whoever he was um, standing around and saying something along the lines of he doesn't understand why Bear is so surprised because Wes told everybody that Bear was most likely going in. Mm -hmm. So Josh overhears this. He walks over and asks Swaggy what he says and asks Swaggy how he knows. And Swaggy just says, well, he was repeating it. He told everybody. Um, Swaggy doesn't realize is, no, he only told you. (laughs) But Josh realizes this. And Josh quickly figures out that there is the um, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri alliance (laughs) at play. Um, And Josh takes this as a personal affront that Swaggy would dare work with Josh's biggest rival air quotes for emphasis <laughs> and then he walks over to the other group of folks uh, to announce that um, that he's going to be bringing this up in the house and voting for Swaggy and Wes next week and the greatest thing is that this group that he's talking to they're all just like we don't really give a fuck Josh. <laughs> like, okay Josh Sure, Josh. Yes, this Josh this has such rival. a hard on for Wes. It's like it's it's comical. embarrassing. <laughs> um, and so Baron Nelson are up in the ring. Um, and I've seen Bear compete in some eliminations. I don't know. I've watched some like videos from previous seasons, and he is a good competitor. Not he says competitor. as much. Yeah. Um, while she's trying to calm Kayla down up in the stands, um, but eventually. Nelson wins. And I thought they were fairly evenly matched because as much as Nelson tried tried to act like he dominated that it was not neither of those rounds were easy wins for him. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like that third round where Fessy just literally like ripped it out of Jordan's hand. Yeah. Nelson had to fight for both of those wins. Yeah, and more than anything, Bear just had really bad position. He, he, he was, yeah. he was, he put, kept putting himself in disadvantage, disadvantageous, disadvantageous, yes. disadvantageous, disadvan- the first one. <laughs> disadvantageous positions. <laughs> um, so yeah, Nelson wins, Bear gets sent home, Kayla runs down into the sand pit to give Bear a hug goodbye. And and she whispers that she's gonna fly to see him. Oh, I'll see you after this. I just can't. I, I kind of want like a little epilogue at the end of the season, like where are Bear and Kayla? <laughs> <laughs> Not together. together. I can tell you <laughs> are that. Are they apart? Are they with their significant <laughs> others? Like what happens? I'm pretty sure Kayla is with a new guy. Yeah, probably. So that yeah. is the breakdown. Um, and so we'll move into who our challenge all-star is 
this episode? Who did something great or who we liked the most? Dr. Kate, over to you. Um, I had to go with team You're All Fucked. Uh, Wes, first individually in the challenge, uh, mm. Wes dominated the challenge and won without cheating. Yeah. And Johnny for just being brilliant enough to scam the system to figure out how he could win that round without having to run through the stinky foam. Yeah. Like they they're I have said time and time again that Johnny is one of my least favorite players. Um but I have always given him credit for being a strategist. Yeah. I think part of the reason he has done really well um, and has been the most winningest challenger um, is because of his ability to strategize. And we've seen that time and time again, where as long as he's not the first person in, he usually uses that while everyone else is goofing off, he's using that time observing what the previous contestants are doing and figuring out how he can improve on that or do it differently to improve his chances of winning. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that time and time again, and I appreciate that part of his um, competitive ability. I still hate him though. <laughs> um, how about for you? me, it was like Fessy featuring Big T. I just oh, really sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. I also um, I also love that they stuck by their. Um, they've been talking about this for weeks. They stuck by uh, throwing in Jordan, even when it would have made them look like bad guys. Um, and I appreciate people mm. who like do what they say they're gonna do, um, and they don't let how they might look. Uh, influence In influence their actions that. yeah yeah and i think jordan probably appreciated appreciated that it's just so easy because he's a dick well. if he right. were a nice person if he were oh my god here it is if he were a nice likable guy he probably wouldn't have got paired up with fessy he might have still exactly. done he would have got paired up with nelson yeah so be fucking nice it comes yeah. in handy um, <laughs> Um, for me, it was Fessy with a little side of Big T. I just love Fessy's moment before the house vote started where he just calmly and confidently said, if you put me, if you say my name, that's cool, but know that I will be coming back. Mm -hmm. And that, and just kind of like left it there. And yeah. Big T is just like comedic relief throughout this episode. The way they prefaced her getting injured made me think that she had some kind of very serious head wound <laughs> or something like, <laughs> like suffered I, the whole time she was getting up into the bunk bed. I was like, fuck, she's going to fall. She's going to fall and she's going to smash her head on something. And I kept like having to look away because I didn't want to see her get this head injury. And then it just ended up being like a gash in her foot and was completely hilarious the whole time. And yeah, I mean, that was great. Unintentionally she entertained, she entertained period. Well, you can also tell, like, the house couldn't even keep it together. <laughs> it was great all around. Sure. 
Um, all right. So next up is our elimination pick, who we're not a fan of or who we hated this episode. Um, I think we're aligned on one. So let's just start our Nelson. Let's just start out with Nelson. And yeah, for sure, Nelson. He sank himself. I think Nelson just needs to come up with a new strategy where he does not talk during the house vote. Other than he just needs to be silent. <laughs> Because he continues to make an ass of himself over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Just Nelson back-to-back episodes. Like, is this, like, the fourth one in a row where he's just being a dummy and a dick? For no reason. Yeah. Weird. So, Uh, no surprise that he was a pick. Yeah. Anyone else for you? I also had an honorable mention for Josh, who I would just like to say, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. Stop trying to make your rival happen. It's not going to happen. Mm, for sure. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Hot take. Josh isn't going to get a red skull before the final. I just see it happening. I just see it happening. I don't know why. I just get that. Oh, I get that I, feeling. I agree. And if they, if they do the strategy that I have been like yelling for, for episodes now, I, I agree that that could happen. Yeah. All right. So next up, we move, into, we move on to Lessons in Shade, which is our favorite shady moment or manipulation during the episode. Dr. K, what was yours? So mine was during their uh, bar scene when Melissa jumped in to help defend Kyle. And as she's lobbing insult after insult to Nelson, she includes, go back to Dr. Phil, you fucking waste of space. Go back to Dr. Phil, you fucking waste of space. (laughs) I can't do her accent. But it's so good. I mean, I said this last week. I think I chose Melissa as my all-star last week because because of moments like this where she just, like, comes out. She just surprises me. And every time I hear her talk, I like what she's saying, and it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, like, it's classic shade because you take stuff that's true and has actually happened, and you launch it back at the person. Exactly. Nelson. And he had no response. He was over there saying, "You want to get, you want to make it personal. You want to make it personal." And then yes, didn't say bitch, anything she wants, per- she wants to make it personal. personal to her. <laughs> I don't even. I know he was on Doctor Phil. I don't remember why he was on Doctor Phil. I couldn't care less. He was probably he probably wrote everything he was going to say um, down beforehand and was trying to act some more. He was on X on the Beach, which is one of the new MTV dating shows. And I guess he was dating someone after that. And they went on Dr. Phil about their dysfunctional relationship. I.e. they wanted to, they want to become bigger TV stars. So they're trying to get on other shows. That's Nelson's whole game. I, I can, I mean, I see he's so transparent anyway. Yeah. Um, For me, it was what happened during the house vote and with Kyle's unintentional exposing of Nelson and his bad social game slash strategy. I love that before he went to speak to Anissa um, 
and the other group, Kayla and the rest of the girls, he goes, now it's time to do my politicking. Oh my God, what a clown. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I don't think you understand what that word means. Spell politicking. <laughs> that you can't. I couldn't either, by the way. I had to, I had to Google it before I tweeted something <laughs> last night. It's C-K, okay? It's C-K-I-N-G. Um, oh, good to know. Yeah. All right. And now for our favorite segment. I don't wrestle. I fucking beat bitches up. I don't wrestle. I fucking beat bitches up, which is our favorite line from the episode. Dr. K, what was yours? So mine goes to Wes uh, during the, the mission when he, he says, I'm better than them even when they work together. And I loved watching you guys all working together, trying to make three or four brains equal mine. <laughs> oh, Wesley. No lies detected, Wes. No, not at all. Because he <laughs> fucking won. Um, yes. <laughs> Mine again. I I I was really into Fessy this episode. Apparently, um, is when you know after he gives his speech to the house, like if you vote for me, I'm coming back, and they all vote for him anyway. He goes to put his name on the board, and the room is silent. And before he hangs it up, he turns around and he goes, "Now is where you guys clap," and incites the entire <laughs> room to clap for him. And it's so 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 funny. All right, on to stupidness in social media. So um, I found two interesting things for today. Mm -hmm. The first is if you did not get enough of Big T shenanigans, her drunken shenanigans, MTV put up a deleted scene of production trying to get Big T from the bunk room, from her bunk bed to the car to take her to the hospital. And it is as equally as hilarious as the scene that they showed on screen. My favorite part is that she demands that she wig? looks, she demands that Where's she looks sexy my in order to go to the hospital. My mascara. So she, so she asks for her wig, for her mascara, for her high heels. And I'm living for how Johnny, how Johnny just plops the wig on top of her head. It is not secured in any way. And the poor production assistant who's trying to like get her to move keeps looking at the camera and is just like, fuck, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Mm. It's great. That was quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then in the second... Thing. Also from Twitter, uh, we have Kayla, which I'm guessing she's responding to all of the people who have had comments about her and her behavior and her relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so she writes a Twitter press release. I can read this. I have been silent on purpose. I've declined a lot of interviews, but here's what I have to say. I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy in for a lot of reasons, bigger than you'll ever know. What I did on 35 gave me an escape. Was it the right way? No. I should have dealt in a more respectful manner. I take 100% fault for everything, and what I did was not right. Actually, so fucked up. 
but I'm human. And now I am living the life I want. Afterward, I moved into my own apartment. I proved to myself I could be independent and I am right where I want to be. I didn't play out in the, it didn't play out in the best way, but I'm happy. And I've been on TV for five years straight. You all have seen me grow, make mistakes, be drunk and wild. But at the end of the day, I hope you can at least see the fact that I'm human. Love you all. I knew she didn't love that man. Well, no shit. I mean, like I, knew I said. She was, I knew she was like not really into that, committed to the relationship. There's no way you could be really into the relationship you have at home and do what she did. So Right. Um, but yeah, and... You know, I don't know if she needed to write this or if anyone deserved this explanation. But I'm sure she's been getting it left and right on social media because people are dicks. Yeah. I mean, so, us and, uh, maybe us too. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about it, but we have also said very clearly that whatever she does is her choice and she has the right to choose to do it yeah so and we also haven't gone on her social media demanding oh to know why she's yeah demanding an explanation or calling her a slut or saying all of these other things oh no yeah i think do i think she disrespected her relationship yeah but it's none of my business to go force a reaction out of her Mm mm-hmm and also, I think she knows she disrespected her relationship. So no one needs to, like, keep repeating that to her. Yeah. But are we going to talk about it? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I think in general, like, people rarely need to apologize. Yeah. On social, like, as long as she, she's worked it out with her SO, who's really the only person right. who matters, like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, so you don't need to apologize to us, Kayla but we'll still talk shit anyway, but <laughs> we won't, we won't post shit at you. No. Cause we don't do that. Um, okay. So our last segment for today, predictions and possibilities thinking ahead to later in the season. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're nearing something. I feel like something's coming. I don't know if it's the final, but <laughs> Like the I final feel, is definitely <laughs> I feel like it's going to come sooner than anyone expects. And I just can't wait to get see who gets shut out because they took too long. Same. I think, um, and I've been saying this to you, and we've also, we've also been saying this every episode, that people are, are missing a very strategic aspect of this new gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, one, if you don't have a red skull, you should be trying your darndest to win a daily challenge to get in um, the purgatory because that's really the only way to guarantee that you will be in a purgatory. And there are very few people trying to do that. Yes, and the longer you wait, right? So. If you try to go in in these early stages, you can at least try to politic to get someone to go against who you think you can easily beat. The so-called right. lips. People like Jay. Right. People like Swaggy. Once you get to later in the game, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> once you get to later in the game, 
it's gonna be all of these people like these these like these big guys like like johnny like wes like kyle now because everyone needs a red skull you're gonna have these really strong matchups right you know the people who don't have skulls are are gonna be clamoring to get in and so waiting you're just making it harder for yourself exactly and for my second point um (laughs) as i give you this dissertation on strategy um (laughs) So my second point is that the people who I don't want to see in a final, I'm never voting for them. Mm. I'm never voting for them in a house vote and I'm never putting them in an interrogation in front of the tribunal. Yeah. I am not giving them any opportunity to win a skull. Mm-hmm at all the old if they want to win a skull they need to win a challenge they need to win a daily challenge they need to win the mission but nelson you know how you punish nelson don't fucking say his name (laughs) at all you don't want to go you don't want to go against fessy or jordan and then eliminate in the final you don't want to run against jordan in a final i know i wouldn't want to run against (laughs) jordan in a final i'm not saying his fucking name yeah. Because once he gets in purgatory, there's no, I think this was the one purgatory where you could predict the outcome. Mm-hmm. This was the only one. But yeah. in general, there is no predicting what is happening in that elimination game, who's going to step their game up, how the game itself is going to be. Um, is going to be better for one person versus another. Like there are so many factors at play. If you are my competition, I don't even want you to have the opportunity to potentially get a skull. Yeah. It seems so like I'm hoping that Wes has, is going to use that strategy to keep Josh. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it Don't seems ever like say no one name. has really like discovered the power of withholding a name. Like everyone's right. still concerned about like, please don't say my name. Please don't say my name. Yeah. Oh, you pissed me off, so I'm gonna vote for you. No, 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 no. no. You pissed me off. Nobody's voting for you. <laughs> you don't worry. My name will. Your name will never come out of my mouth. Like that's yep. the new threat, and or at then least it should be. Watch their faces. When TJ inevitably says, all right, the rest of you who don't have a red skull, sorry, you have also now been eliminated. (laughs) Because that shit's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait to see it. I mean, it's happened before when there wasn't a red skull Mm -hmm. piece, when they just had way too many people and they took like the first, they took like the first 10 and the six people that were left behind, they were like, sorry, all of you have now been eliminated. <laughs> they did that at a mission, like at a yeah. daily mission. So TJ doesn't even need a Red Skull as a reason <laughs> to eliminate half of the cast. Yeah. But I think this, this is the piece of the strategy that many of them are missing. And you can tell by how they're voting. Mm-hmm. They're voting because of people they don't like. They're voting because of people who are pissing them off or pissing their friends off. Nah, leave them people sitting on the couch. 
<laughs> exactly. And for Nelson, if they were smart, they will throw Nelson's ass in every single week now that he has a red skull. Because Nelson got a Nelson has Corey, and that's it. No one else yep. is joining them. Yep. Risking social suicide to team up with Nelson exactly. to protect him or to do his bidding. So yeah, they need to throw, they need to do what they did to Jay, to Nelson. Right. I agree. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. All right, folks, until next week, um, that's all we have for you today. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of the challenge read. Okay. I'm Ray signing off. And I'm Dr. K. Peace.